This is the Average Lounge Podcast, your source for everything iRacing, including race reviews, driver interviews, opinions, discussions, and much more. Here's your host, Mike Ellis. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Kyle Fleischman. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me tonight are the usual characters, Chewy Side 55, Carlos Fonseca, Brad Miller, Jose Pabon, Lance Gentles, Mike Ellis, Smith, special guest, 2016, NASCAR Peak Antifreeze Series, Ray Alfala, NASCAR Peak Antifreeze Series runner-up, PJ Sturgios. Welcome, guys. Hey guys, thanks for having us. Yeah, good evening, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for having us on here. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, pretty exciting series this year for the uh, Peak Antifreeze Series, and I appreciate you joining us again tonight. And uh, kind of a dual guest show here to discuss uh, the entire season and especially that closing uh, closing of the season. Um, I'd like to start with. Uh, Jay. And coming into the season, if I understand correctly, he didn't have any wins this year and managed to rack up five wins, including the final race of the season, fall just short of that championship. Tell us a little more about that. Yeah. Um, all things considered, it was a really, really good season for me. Uh, even coming home second by two points. But yeah, going into the season, I didn't have a single win in the Peak Canyon Free Series, so it was uh, I was pretty excited when I won that race at Phoenix there, because uh, be able to pull off my first win in the series like that, getting the pole, leading all the laps, and uh, picking up the win. No, nobody can say that hey, you won that on lucky fuel strategy or you know all the excuses people like to make. So that it was cool to be able to say that. But yeah, that's a uh, Really cool season, and uh, to be able to pick up five wins in this series is really beyond my expectations going into the season back uh, when Daytona started in February. Awesome. And, Ray, uh, tell us a little bit about your third championship hunt here this season and uh, the excitement of that closing. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, about as, as stressful as as it can get for, for a final race. I think, uh, you know, for, for both, uh, PJ and I, once we survive that, nothing else can, can be worse than that. Maybe something can match in the future, even though it's highly unlikely. Um, but, uh, the whole season, was kind of, for me, a season of, uh, of consistency, mostly, uh, you know, I got two wins, uh, finished second six times <laughs> and, uh, so you know that that ended up making making the difference. You know, uh, just uh, being up front as much as possible, staying out of trouble. Um, every every year I start the season with the goal of finishing in the top ten every year, and this year came one race short of that. And um, you know, it's it's a shame one of us had to not win the championship. And I say not win instead of lose because I mean, you know, the season both of us had, there's there's no loser there. Um, but you know. Either of us would have won the championship easily in any other season because uh, it was it was the two best seasons anybody's ever had in this series. Yeah, I noticed that watching the series all year. It, it definitely was two awesome se- uh, seasons for both of you just to come out like that. And I, I got to tell you, PJ, watching that race, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. You really drove the wheels off that car. And uh, it, it looked better than some of the NASCAR's races I watched this year, so uh, congrats to you on that win there at Homestead and, and that awesome season you had, and uh, congrats to the championship, Ray. Thanks, thanks. Hopefully that was a good show for you guys. <laughs> so what's, what, what's the plans for next year? Uh, I'm not even looking for next year right now. I'm just looking for the off season. Really, <laughs> I'm look. I'm looking to watch the pro series. We got a few, few drivers coming up with a uh, slip angle motorsports and Brian Blackford racing. And I'm excited to watch that. And and I don't know, just excited about this new pro format where everybody's all in for one season. And there's a a few new guys coming up and and some old names that are coming back. So it should be really fun to watch. 
Awesome. How about you, PJ? Yeah, it's uh, that was a stressful season, like Ray said. I think, yeah, I don't think it can get any more stressful than that. But yeah, after something like that, look, looking forward to the off season here, and just had my last real life race of the year last night, so kind of completely finally done with it after this past weekend with the blank pain series and then my uh nemo light race at waterford last night where i managed to pick up second last night in the race and in points so uh kind of funny that i finished second in points in both the real life and the uh peak free series so that that's kind of cool too but yeah overall a really good season and just kind of looking forward to taking taking it easy here for a while so uh, yeah, looking forward to pro, especially on the uh, blank pain side. We have a couple of teams that have to requalify, so looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, like Larry said, the NASCAR Pro Series is going to be a lot of fun to watch as well. All right, good deal. Well, it sounds like with all those seconds, maybe you should ask Ray if he can have his number next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's move on next into uh, the NIS coverage of the uh, podcast here. And Jose, why don't you tell us about your week? Oh, okay. Um, surprised. Uh, well, I had a very, very good week, actually. Um, I started with a P5 on the first race on Wednesday uh, with the help of the um, rest of the teammates. We actually ended up 5, 6, and 7. Uh, Lance and Brad Miller was the other teammates that were with me. On uh, Thursday with the fix, I didn't do too well. I believe I finished with a P12. I couldn't stay with the draft, and I didn't have any help. On Friday with the Open, I had a lot of help. Again, I had uh, teammates in the split and ended up getting a win, my first win of the NIS uh, this season, which I was extremely happy about. And uh, I had a lot of great help from my guys, uh, of course, Mike Ellis and... uh, Dave Smith uh, helped me get to the top, and uh, I really appreciate that from them. Um, again, I went to uh, our only other race I raced was the fix yesterday, and I had no help there, but I got lucky, uh, very lucky. Ended up with a P5 on that race, and Talladega was fun this season, this week. All right, awesome to finally get that first one of the season. Still got four more races to go this uh, year, so maybe four more. <laughs> I can only hope. All right, how about you, Brad? Uh, I had a, a really, really good week. I had uh, two races that I got wrecked out of. One was last night after I wrecked Mike, <laughs> and uh, another one was the first race of the week, the afternoon one in, uh, on Wednesday. Every other race was uh, just about top tens to top fives. I got a fourth. Had a really good week. Good deal. Uh, Lance? Uh, after a, It's been a pretty dismal time for me since Bristol. But uh, this week I picked it up. I wound up with a P5 in the open with the help of uh, Brad and Jose. And... Um, then in the fixed, um, had a re- late wreck uh, with the lead pack, and I wound up uh, running out of gas, crossing the start-finish line, finishing second. <laughs> Doesn't get too much better than that, I guess. Only if it was a win. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. After after the drought of the last few weeks, uh, I will definitely take this. Yeah, right on. How about you, Mike? Well... I guess I'm disappointed. Uh, I, I usually win at Talladega. I think I've won the last four or five times we've visited uh, Talladega at NIS, but didn't get it this time. Um, but overall, you know, I, I'm pleased. I think getting Jose his uh, first win of the year at Talladega, uh, helping, I was certainly instrumental in helping him get that win. Uh, that felt to me like a win, uh, personally, you know, Jose's really come up through the ranks. He's gotten into these upper splits. He was way down in some lower splits not long ago and for him to be competitive and, and, and for, for Dave Smith and myself to work together 
there in those final laps uh, to to work as a team, and it was a real team effort. Um, I want to talk about that race a little bit. You know, we had that final restart, and it looked like we were going to push Dave to the win, but there were actually too many laps left. Jose got hot and had to duck out. So we had to regroup there with like two to go. And Dave and I were on the outside. Jose was down below on the inside. And I just saw an opportunity there. And so I started coaching them on TeamSpeak about, okay, let's do this. Uh, Jose, pull up in front of me, quick, quick. And he bounced up there right when he got clear of me. And, uh, and then I was coaching Dave, who was right behind me. Dave, I need a bump. I need a bump. And so he did everything he could to give me just enough push. And I was pushing Jose um, to get us into that final lap and 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 really give him enough juice to get get the win. And um, man, you know, I was I was coaching him. You know, side draft, side draft, side draft, side draft. More. You're not doing it enough. Do it more, more, more. You know, and and, and it was really hectic in team speak there for a moment but jose was a champ listening to my instructions and and did what i said and it got him the win you know and uh it was a perfect example of great uh teamwork uh, what do you think dave i mean how that went down well i didn't win so it didn't go down the way i i hoped it would have <laughs> Uh, you know, on that last restart there, I was leading the race and then, you know, that outside line got going on us there and that kind of mixed things up a little bit, but, you know, like you said, you know, helping Jose, you know, to the win, you know, it, it felt like a, a win for me, you know, cause if I couldn't, if I couldn't win and I've got teammates in my race, I want to do everything in my power to, you know, help that guy win. And so, uh, overall, you know, there was a feeling of satisfaction at the end of the race that, you know, one of our guys still got it. Oh yeah. And, um, like I said, it felt like a win to me too, um, to be able to help, uh, you know, Jose get that. And so, yeah, I was really pleased with that second. Uh, I got a fourth in the fixed, um, and that was a, a good race for me as well. The rest of the races were horrible, um, and I got wrecked uh, and basically didn't finish. Uh, the problem was, consistently, was people being overly aggressive early, shoving it into holes that aren't there. Um, you know, like somebody's on the hung out on the top, and they think they have a hole, and they come down across your nose. Or, or they, that happens, you know, two or three cars in front of you, and... And you wreck into it, you know, and at Talladega, if your car is, you know, t toast at all, you know, it, you're just not going to do well, you know, you're not going to finish in the top five if you have any damage because, you know, the, how aero dependent these cars are. Yeah, and vice versa, you got the guys that want to pop up in front of that outside line to to uh, cut it off and they don't time it right and they end up wiping out the whole top line and taking out half the field, so. Yeah, so, and then that final race Sunday, uh, I was working with Brad, and we came out after green flag stops. I had a bit damage, uh, was a little bit slow, and uh, we had a net code thing. I mean, he came up to bump draft me and from behind uh, so we could catch the people in front of us, and his car kind of went inside of mine. As you, you know, his bumper went clear up to where the back seat, you know, where the back of maybe the driver's seat would be. And so the cars kind of blended together there and sure enough, sent me into the wall and, and finished my week off. So I guess that's typical tally. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, even though I'm laughing. But, you know, I pulled into the pits there thinking, well, I've got some grill damage or something. Nothing. Yeah, that you, just proves it was net code, right? Yeah, yeah. You disappeared. And then the next thing I know, I see you flying through my right screen toward the wall. Hard. Yeah, it was a hard turn into the wall. <laughs> well, Dave, did you end up getting a win this week? No, my best opportunity for a win was Sunday night in the fixed. And uh, everything was going really great. Uh, shout out to Rob Peterson, Snowman. Uh, I worked with him all race long, and we had our own channel on uh, iRacing. We had pitch strategy uh, in our favor most of the race. But uh, 
on one of our green flag stops, I ended up going to pull into my pit box. I didn't see Rob. I thought he got wiped out by somebody else coming in the pits behind us. I went to go pull in my pit box, and he was to the left side of me. Now, I've got a triple monitor setup, and I still didn't see him over there at all. So I ended up dooring him, and I got uh, a little bit of left front damage, and that destroyed my speed. Just a little bit of damage I had. We had a caution. I fixed it. Still wasn't up to speed. But uh, for my open race, which is what I'm most concerned about, uh, the best result I had for the week was Thursday afternoon, a, a, a sixth place. Uh, second place in point, Steve Moore. He had a real good finish. He ended up finishing third this week, so he knocked down the uh, the points lead I have on him. He knocked down, uh, going into that race, I was 200 and something points uh, leading him. and He knocked it down to where there's only 188 points difference, but I... Uh, I didn't finish top five like I, I wanted to, but I'll, I'll take a sixth place. It was still good points. Dave, one of those races I was in with you, you you had to deal with a serious troll. I mean, he was trolling you verbally, trying to provoke you. And I, I wanted to shout out to you, hey, man, you held your cool. You didn't, like, you know, wreck him and wreck yourself and... And uh, even though he probably deserved it, he, and I think, I think uh, Jose and I were pretty surprised, uh, you know, how, how you kept your composure. So I just want to say good job there. I don't know what that was about, but uh, he was trolling you hard. Well, I'm not going to give him the pleasure of mentioning his name, but he's given me uh, quite a few problems here in the later half of the season. And, uh, Kyle being my brother, he knows better than anybody. I'm I'm normally not one to take that kind of stuff for very long. There's only one, you know, there's one big determining factor in all of this. And that is I'm leading the Division 3 points right now. If I go and lose my cool and go off on him, you know, and, and retaliate him, retaliate against him, you know, and, and wipe him out, and he protests me, sends me on vacation. You know, I don't win the Division Three championship. So one thing that NIS has taught me this year is that, you know, some things are more important than others. And, you know, he's just not that important to me. The division championship is way more important. So I, I kept that in mind and just mind my own business. Yeah, definitely a good job there, Dave. Uh, PJ, did you run any tally this week? Ah, uh, no. I'm one of those guys who tries to stay away from Talladega as if it's the plague. But, uh, yeah, that and I've been so busy with uh, last week's Blank Pain Endurance Race at Nürburgring. Uh, trying to prep for that. It's been taking up all my iRacing time. But, uh, you know, uh, I our other teammates at NX Racing Red wound up third over there, so third in the race and third in the championship, so it was still a pretty good day for NX Racing despite my team getting crashed on lap four, so kind of a bittersweet ending to the season over there, but yeah, no no Talladega for me, but maybe next week we'll give her a run at Martinsville. Uh, actually, that's this upcoming week, so always a favorite of mine, and maybe I'll be able to squeeze in a race or two. If you don't right. mind, if you, I'm sorry, Kyle. If, if you don't mind me asking, PJ, you you actually run all three series as a pro, correct? Uh actually, that's my brother Jake who does that. I only run two of them. Uh, I used to do the Formula One side of it, but running those cars week in and week out is pretty much as difficult as it can be on iRacing. Trying to keep up with the setups and your ERS usage and just the way you have to drive those cars is. So much different than anything on the iRacing service that I just had to give up my road license. Couldn't, can't do all three. I, I guess I'll jump in. I want to ask Ray. Ray, have you thought about getting involved in these other series uh, besides the the peak? I ran the first two years of the Formula One side. Uh, I did okay, but I, I just 
I figured it was it was just spreading me way too thin. Like like PJ said, um, you know, I'd rather just focus on my strengths, and that's on the stock car side. And um, you know, it's it's been going pretty well, I'd say. Um, yeah, you know, it's just it's a totally different, uh, you know, just totally different world, I guess you could say. And and if you really want to put in your, if you really want to put in the correct amount of effort to do well, um they're going to have to start paying us for it. <laughs> that's, that's interesting to say, because you gentlemen, both of you are the first guests that we've had that are very involved in the road course side of iRacing. And we've always wanted a guest here that is involved in, in the road course. Unfortunately, many of them, um, we don't speak their language or communication issues. Um, it would be nice to have you guys return and speak a little bit about the roadside of iRacing. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, the road course side offers a totally unique perspective because uh, coming into iRacing, I was mostly an oval racer. I did the road in Gran Turismo here and there and kind of came in and I always wanted to get better at road racing. So I went over there and gave that a shot. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun figuring out these road courses. And I think if you can learn how to road race, it makes you a much better driver overall. And uh, I know Ray and I were both a big part of the first couple of years of Road Pro and DWC. So it was always, uh, it's always a lot of fun running over there. Yeah, it's it's the same for me. I, I you know, came from the, the 2K3 side, um, running mostly, you know, ovals and then Sonoma and Watkins Glen every year that's about it and then uh, i racing came out and their their road side was more uh more developed earlier than the stock car side i'd say um so i did a lot of road racing like in 2008 and 2009 um through about 2011 uh, a lot of skip barber races those were a ton of fun and then uh you know made it to the to the dwc on the on the road side um and yeah, you know, I I love road racing. Most of my road racing nowadays, it's on a, it's on F1 2016, just because I love racing against the AI. I wish iRacing had AI, but um, uh, you know, uh, that's most of the road racing I do, and uh, you know, it just it takes you know it takes a lot of time, and 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 especially at the at the high level, you know, I'd rather, you know, I could just join a race and just kind of fool around, but I, I kind of like to I like to put in the effort and. And not, uh, you know, not just half-ass something. Well, that's that's definitely a challenge. Uh, I I can speak for myself as as well as Carlos and then Mike huh? and the rest of the guys. Uh, we Carlos and I have attempted the blank pain um, and attempted to try to get to the pro set, but we don't have the I rating nor the qualifications uh, to race against top quality guys like you guys. Uh, I mean, it's interesting enough just to get into road racing. It's hard as heck to do it consistently. And I praise you guys. You guys got you guys are awesome uh, when you guys are out there doing that. And I commend you guys. Awesome. Well, it's, great. Uh, it's hard when you crash the car every week. <laughs> I crash the car every week. <laughs> Shoot. Or I did when we were still running that. You can't gain I rating crashing. So. I'd like right, to uh, shoot a question here to PJ and Ray. Uh, guys, we've talked uh, here in the past about the peak antifreeze series and the uh, the schedule the way it is. Uh, myself, personally, I I'd like to see you guys run a uh, a full schedule. You'd like 36 you weeks? About that? Yeah, 36 weeks, you know, the peak antifreeze series, just like us guys do in the NIS. Yeah, uh, I, we've talked about that before, and uh, part of me would really like it, I think, just because you just get to race every week but the other part of me would uh i don't know kind of dread having to practice that much but at the same time it, i think it it, it would be a, very interesting to see how that would work out it could could be a lot of fun revisiting some of these tracks we never see you know martinsville bristol sonoma uh kansas those those tracks that we never get to race at and yeah, i think it at the very least going to one track Every track in the schedule, at least once, I think would uh, would suffice for me, at least. Yeah, I, I have mixed just... feelings uh, about it. Um, you know, I, I I like racing, you know, but there's uh, 
there's also after every peak race <laughs> there's like a week of recovery <laughs> from the previous stress of the previous race um so but but then again with you know with esports becoming really a big thing and then i think iris making a push for it you know they, they've started going for the esports marketing and whatnot and and we have this big formula e esport race in january that's paying you know a million dollar purse and and that's i think only the beginning i think if it gets to the point to where we get like a really high paying sponsor in the series to where we can run every race and every you know and the drivers get paid pretty good money uh yeah i wouldn't mind it at all but right now the, the amount of effort required is is not really equivalent with the amount of money that we get And PJ just mentioned that ever-dreaded Ray word, Bristol. I remember that conversation. Uh, I'd like to ask one more question as far as um, the points. We've discussed this prior on the show, but I figured I'd ask your guys' opinion. What would you think about them actually running more of like a NASCAR-style points where everybody gets the same amount of points no matter what their division or split for, uh, for the win all the way down to 43rd or whatever cars are in there? You mean for for what series? For like, well, for all series, honestly. Uh, I know that the Peak Antifreeze has their own little points area, but for the rest of the official racing on iRacing, what would you think about if they were actually to roll out like an actual NASCAR-style um, points winning per, per position, per race kind of deal? Um, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, I think it's okay to, to reward guys with higher I ratings um, more, but I, I kind of miss uh, kind of the same topic. I kind of miss the snake split system. We used that in the first pro season back in 2009 um, to where all the, you know, all the splits essentially had the same I rating. It was just, you know, it was divided so that, so that all the, you know, every, every split had like a top driver and so on and so forth. Um, so where it wasn't just all stacked in the, in the top and all stacked in the bottom, I think the snake split is actually a pretty cool idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the, the, the problem and, and why we've raised uh, this conversation in the past here on the podcast is you've got guys that will go in, you know, and tank their I rating right before the, the start of the, the NIS season, for example. And, you know, and they're going in with a real low I rating, so they get put in, in a low division. And then they, they go in there and they just mop the floor. You know, they go and they get their I rating up to, you know, 3,000 in like a division five. And they just they run away with the, the point standings and nobody has a chance. And that's the reason why we're, we've had this discussion in the past about points and the way the point system is structured. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I understand what you mean. I think, but I think, I mean, if, if you're doing that, that's pretty sad anyway. I don't think anybody's got to respect you for it. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah, I, I see what you mean though. Yeah, but and you're right. It's all about respect, though. I mean, you want to be respected by your fellow drivers. At least most of us out there do. I got a question for Ray and PJ. I've raced uh, a couple of times. I know with Ray, uh, late at night in the eighth uh, fixture open. But uh, here recently, I've got my I rating up to 37.11, which is like a career high. I know that's really low for you guys, but uh, how often do you all race? Because I'm 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 really totally against going and racing, say the B series or even the C series now. Because I'm, you know, one race I could lose a hundred, and it'd take me a week to get that hundred back. But in my mind, I still want to sit down and race those things because the trucks are fun as crap, and so are the B cars. How do you all uh, compartmentalize and and come to terms with, okay, I want to go do something that's fun just because it's fun, 
and to heck with my I rating. Yeah, I think it kind of depends what time of the year it is. For me, during peak season from February to about there's so much testing that goes into running at that level that I, I feel like if I go and run something for for fun, it's like, wow, I'm cheating myself out of having a good finish and peak or blank pain. So kind of during that part of the year, that's what I focus on. But I mean, right about now, I'm kind of relieved real racing and peak and blank pain are all over. So now I'll get to go do those fun races, you know, go jump in a random blank pain race, uh, sprint series race with six laps of practice or go do be fixed with two laps of practice just to see if I can do it with and just survive without getting wrecked. I think it kind of adds to those skills, those ones with races where you're not fast and you just have to race mid pack. There's a whole different set of survival skills that has to kick in. And for that, I think those races really help out because when you run with two laps of practice, you're lucky if you can get within a few tenths of those fast guys that run it all the time. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'll start doing that this time of year and, uh, depending, maybe I have a little break here after it all finishes, but yeah, at some point I'd like to uh, get going on that because it's just fun to see if you can survive and just keep your eye rating. If, if, if you get plus two, you're just ha you're happy. Yeah, I don't, I don't race that much. Um, I, <laughs> Most of the time, I'm just like on the forum reading stuff. <laughs> I could be out there racing, but I'll just go to the forum and it's like crack. So, um, you know, I, sometimes I'll go and race. I, I haven't raced like a like a C fixed race in the longest time. Um, but but yeah, I mean, during the season, like PJ said, we're pretty much um, either testing or running the NIS races, especially if they fall right before our race, we'll run NIS try to run as many NIS races as possible. Um, but, but yeah, it's mostly, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, you know, I, I'd really like for there to be like AI and, and have like, you know, 30 AI cars out there and maybe get a few of your buddies and go out there on the track at the same time and have a good time. I remember doing that in 2K3 and that was a blast. Um, you know, and you can just wreck, AI cars into the matter, so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I do. But I mostly just kind of hang out in the forum and then look at all the craziness in there, and and that's that can be just as much fun as racing for me. Yeah, it's very entertaining those forums. I tell you. All right. Well, let's move on to the next topic. What do uh, what do we got up next, Brad? Well, we've got uh, Mazda and I Racing have once again partnered for the uh, Mazda Road to Twenty Four Shootout. Uh, it's going for a $100,000 Mazda Racing Scholarship. Uh, last year's winner was Glenn McGee, and uh, that begins October 25th. And uh, that's when the qualifying races start. To be uh, part of this, I think you've got to uh, submit a bio, maximum of two pages in length, and a work resume and a social media website marketing co-op plan with Mazda. But uh, sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah, that kicks off tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something I, I haven't been looking much into it, but I'll give it a crack, you know, give it a crack at it. Um, uh, You know, I kind of wish they'd do this kind of stuff for the oval side, you know, that'd be nice because um, I... I pretty much never raced the Miata and so I'll probably just be learning out there the first few days and see if I can get into the top 40 somehow but it's definitely you know a cool opportunity for I know Glenn McGee won it last he won the whole thing last year which is really cool and you know we'll see you know finally keep proving that sim racers can go into the real world and do it because there's so many people that don't believe it well, I know TJ's doing a hell of a job this year for sure so, Brad, let me understand here. I think they have to run a qualifying session and and qualify, and then there's a race that actually happens on Sunday the 30th. And then you have to be in the top split. The top split will actually have the 40 fastest qualifiers from the week. And then if you are in that particular 
scenario, then you could submit your resume and your video interview and all that. You are correct. I kind of read that a little little bit wrong. Yeah, they, they, they do the qualifying, and then uh, basically the top split, uh, all entrants who submit a video will be reviewed and considered. Uh, so that's really pretty cool. Yeah, they'll have qualifying for about from Tuesday to Sunday, just a bunch of sessions, and top 40 will go into that top split. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the, I think the highest, the higher you finish, the better chance you got, but a win doesn't guarantee it because you still have to do all the other things. Yeah, to be marketable, I guess, is, is what yep. they're looking for. Basically, yeah. yep. Yeah, that's what seems to be a big part of it from what I'm seeing is uh, just your marketability and. Uh, to be honest, right now, uh, it it seems like a kind of a far-fetched opportunity. And right now, I'm having a lot of success with real-life racing I'm doing on my own. So I hate, it's kind of a big risk to put everything into that. But I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe I can get talked into it in some way. Go for <laughs> it. All right, next up, some exciting news for the road racing side. Kevin Bobbitt announced that uh, they've reached an agreement with Ferrari to add the 488 GTE car to iRacing. And uh, this will be the first of several models from the iconic sports car manufacturer to join the iRacing stable. So um, Steve Myers took to uh, Twitter and posted up uh, a tweet and said, this, t- this one took me over eight years, lots of blood, sweat, and many tears in this one. So... I know that uh, a couple of the guys on the team have said something in the past about wanting a Ferrari, and, well, we got it now. Isn't this the lone holdout manufacturer that we don't have? I, I, you know, this is the one that we've never had until now. Yeah, for sure. That's a big signing for iRacing. We've been waiting so long to get a car from Ferrari. It's, they've just never been able to get the license because it's either somebody else has it or it just costs way too much so it's cool to finally get a car and a gte car of all the cars because currently we don't have that class and that's a big part of modern endurance racing both in wec and over here in the imsa series so that's definitely a cool car to see i'm not a ferrari guy myself i'm more of a vet guy so hopefully we can uh upgrade our corvette to uh, GTE spec one. Uh, I know that's not that simple, but uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see that series take off and maybe even get a new prototype car on that same side for a uh, new World Endurance Championship style series. What do you think, Carlos? You run a lot of that endurance and run. Uh, for what? About the car? About, yeah, about Ferrari coming on board. Yeah, I guess opens the door. I guess for other manufacturers to say, "Hey, this is a looks like a top sim here. Let's uh, try to join the, I guess the hype." I don't know. I'm not. A, I don't really care much about Ferraris, but whatever. <laughs> it's a good addition. All right, Brad, what do you got next? Uh, the G27 has been having some problems, and it's linked with uh, Windows 10, and it's uh. The, the drivers are resetting. I don't know a whole lot about this issue because I have a 25 and I'm still on Windows 7. Lance, can you help me out with what the problem is or do you know? Yeah, I looked a little a little into this whenever it first started happening. It, it happened to me once and um, it, it looks like there's like a uh, an issue with um, plugging it into a USB 3.0 jack as opposed to a USB 2.0 jack. It happens to me. This has happened to me three times. It, it basically, if I um, if I unplug my G twenty seven and plug it back in without having the computer off, Windows will auto install the drivers, and it'll end up being the driving force drivers, and then everything gets screwed up. Yeah, Windows 10 has a uh, smart uh, generic driver detector, and it sees the G27 as um, 
uh, just a Logitech peripheral, and it pulls the latest driver, which is for the the uh, the newer wheel. I can't remember the twenty nine. I had a little bit different issue. Mine never started this until Windows ten put out that pushed update. Um, probably about a month ago now, I guess it was. And ever since then, my G27, every once in a while, I'll go to race or whatever, and it's not working properly. So I'll go over to the profiler, and sure enough, it's showing the uh, Driving Force GT. And another issue I've noticed is I have to have my profiler fully open while I'm racing. Otherwise, my force feedback and stuff doesn't work. So it's like... Everywhere I read, there's different issues, but it all comes back to Windows 10 and their drivers. Ray, are you still running the G27? Yep, yep. I had that issue uh, when I first installed Windows 10, and then I just, you know, I just basically removed the the new driver, the new Logitech driver, and installed the old one again, and haven't had an issue since. I I have my wheel on a USB 2.0. Haven't had the issues since then, um, but. Yeah, it was kind of confusing at first, and then I, I think I just searched it either on the forum or something and just uh, just removed the new driver and put in the old one again, and it worked fine. Yeah, that's what I have to do every time. I'm plugged into a 2.0 jack as well, but I've just learned that as soon as I see it, I just go delete it and re-download, and it, it works again. But still a little tedious that you got to do that. Yeah, that was what fixed mine was the um, uh, putting in a uh, 2.0 jack. Um if if you've got it in a 3.0 jack, anybody that's listening, if you've got your G27 in a 3.0 jack, move it to a 2.0, and you will have less issue. Kyle, I, I don't understand why um, that would be an issue for you. Are you sure that uh, – is it a 2.0 jack? Are you plugging it into your motherboard? Yeah, it's straight into the, my motherboard, it, and it never happened until this last pushed update they did probably about a month ago. I came home from work, and my computer was off, so I – turned it on and the next thing you know it's three or four times now in about the last month where I've gone to load into a race and my wheel's not working properly and sure enough I open the profiler and it's driving force so not sure it hasn't happened in a couple weeks so I know the fix so it's, it's just tedious having to do it is all yeah that's that's very odd um, I know I have an issue with uh, driver conflicts with uh, my uh, HTC Vive but uh, it's an easy workaround. I don't use the. It's it's an issue with the hand controllers, and I just I just don't use them. Well, that's an easy enough fix. <laughs> True enough. All right. Next up, we're gonna talk some dirt. And, Yay! Uh, I, I racing is recording sound for dirt, and I didn't catch too much up on this. Mike, did you uh, did you catch up on it? Yeah, they they've been real busy. Uh, they they posted up some pictures on Facebook of the setup, and basically they're in an actual race shop. Uh, there's a dirt car there. Uh, they got microphones set up uh, near and far away, uh, left and right side. I, I imagine they're recording in stereo, and um, it's just kind of a neat looking setup. Uh, you know, as as far as, and I'm sure they're firing the engine and just recording it. You know, what it sounds like. Uh, the other thing that happened is with the dirt stuff is iRacing put out a video of obviously the beta version of dirt of them going around Eldora in a dirt car, uh, and doing like 30 laps or so. And you can see them, you know, getting the car sideways and mud flying up on the, on the tear off and then pulling the tear off and it going clean again. And it kind of gives you a visual about how this thing's going to look. And it looks pretty darn good. Well, it looks like we might have another button. We got a map here soon, huh? For the tear off. Yeah. 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 That, um, the, the sound there was, uh, the Georgia boot car. That's uh, Clint Boyers. Right. Um, they they actually posted about two different sound recordings. Uh, I don't know the name of the particular car, but the the last one they did was a, a super late model there uh, from Edwards Motorsport team, a dirt late model. Um, and they got some recordings of that as well. So the other yeah. thing that happened, uh, Steve Myers put up some, some details regarding that video they posted about uh, doing the laps at Eldora. Um, 
he says, tear-offs are uh, from the helmet. There is no windshield. Uh, this is a street stock and not the late model. The effects, like the amount of dirt hitting the car when nobody is in front of you, are not final. Uh, the cushion is still not hooked up, so driving the high line would not have the effect of how that would change the handling of the car. You can run all the different lines, though, and the groove is changing. This is literally the first day that things are far enough along with the surface model, textures, and tire model that showing a video seemed appropriate. Uh, the incident point system will be adjusted slightly to account for the differences in dirt racing. So uh, it, it's cool. I think iRacing is actually uh, sharing the, the process with us. They're showing us how they're recording the sounds. They're showing us that first test of 30 laps, you know, on a dirt track, you know, when they feel like they got everything kind of in place. Uh, so it's pretty cool to follow along. Well, that should ease some minds as well, because I know there was a lot of talk about guys not wanting to run dirt because of the incident points and all that. So hopefully that'll um, be a little more tamed. I think it ought to be totally separate. If you're, if I mean, just like uh, ovals on asphalt, and road series, your dirt license ought to be totally separate from those. Yeah, I think at one point, Tony Gardner had said they want to get to that point where it's a separate uh, I rating and, a, and so forth, but there, there was too much to do to get that far. So he said initially it'd be part of your road, um, excuse me, your oval IR um, until they were able to catch up to that. So. Almost seems like it'd be better to release it as like a carb cup at first instead. Non-official racing, you mean like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you bring up the next topic, Mike? Okay, so uh, iRacing put out a press release basically to former iRacing members. Come back to iRacing today and save 40% to reactivate your membership. You can get three months of iRacing for only $19. So the promo code is PR3MONTHS for 19 laps ED. Uh, so you put in that and you'll get basically three months for 19 bucks on an inactive account. Uh, this offer expires November 18th. So if you're out there listening and, you're, and you let your account lapse, now is the time to get back in it, guys, especially with dirt coming. Okay, next we've got the World uh, 2016 World Cup. Uh, we talked about this quite a bit, uh, our last podcast. It started uh, three days ago on October 21st, and it will run through the 12th of November. Uh, this is the uh, thing where you run in your own club, and uh, it's got everything from uh, the main event to the Armageddon demo derby that sounds like a lot of fun and uh gt1 at le mans there's all kinds of things going on in this uh you just really had to check it out and see what uh suit your taste buds cool uh next up was pj they put out a, a video uh, of your, your real, excuse me, your real world racing that you've been going on, that's been going on, uh, specifically over at Thompson Speedway. Why don't you tell us about that video we saw on Facebook? Uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty cool deal. Um, I met iRacing's Kevin Bobbitt, uh, Otto, and Jack Davidson at Thompson Speedway last weekend. Uh, it was World Series weekend, which is this weekend uh, is pretty much the ultimate weekend in short track racing where you have 17 different divisions, everything from mini stocks to tour modifieds to ISMA super modifieds. And uh, I was there racing my NEMA light midget uh, Ford focus midgets to some of those guys out in the Midwest. I managed to pick up the win that weekend and coming from 11th spot after missing a big wreck on the first lap. So it was a pretty wild weekend and uh, really cool to pick up a win in front of that big of a crowd in real life. That was really a lot of fun and cool to uh, meet the iRacing guys there and uh, do a little 
bit about that uh, peak antifreeze series season. Of course, that one, we all know how that that one finished off. But, uh, yeah, cool to uh, meet everybody there, and it was a lot of fun meeting everybody from iRacing. I thought it was a neat video that they put up because I think it exposes that you are involved in real world racing. And I don't think a lot of people really understood that, but, um, until they saw that. So, uh, it's neat that they're giving you that kind of exposure and hopefully it can lead to more and maybe some sponsorship for you and whatnot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're going to have to re racing. Of course is a lot, a lot more expensive than the sim racing. Uh, my real, all those winnings I got from second place in the peak series pays for maybe a new rear end and a right rear wheel for real life racing. So it doesn't take you that far there. Wish it did, but uh, yeah, still cool to uh, be a part of it. Real life racing, it's been a, something I've been involved in ever since I was a little kid starting off in quarter midgets when I was six, seven years old. So still doing it 20 years later and uh, still having fun doing it. Cool. Kyle? All right. Next up was uh, the maintenance came down. iRacing came down today for maintenance. Um, for, it looked like when I looked at the notes earlier, it was basically just some small um, updates to some cars. I know the HPD was the one I looked at because we were planning on running that Le Mans. It was just something to do with mirroring. Well, speaking Small of the track updates. changed. Yeah. What else, What happened to the track? Yeah, some little zones have been tweaked for to give you a penalty more easily. Oh, like if you're cut the course kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, and even though you're the places they put these cones, if you touch it, it gives you a slowdown penalty, and you're already losing time by going there anyway, so it's kind of useless if you ask me. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that in practice, I was getting a lot of cut courses by taking the turns a little wider. Brad, what's next? Uh, next, we've got uh, the red bar or red Q bar issue. Uh, the in in the same, I guess, release notes there. Uh, I Racing has announced at this time the red Q bar issue has been uh, discussed in the forums. And should be resolved. Special thank you to a small team of volunteers who helped us with the testing. So, if you were having that problem, it should be gone. I haven't heard any complaints in racing lately, so maybe they're right. Yep. All right, Mike. Uh well, the uh, Blank Pain GT Series uh, Championship wrapped up this last weekend, and uh, congrats go out to Coandra Simsport for uh, winning. Um, the first team in history to win two world championships in a single year. And I'll probably butcher the names, but I'll, I'll mention the drivers. Jorn Jens and Klaus Kivikas, Rens Brockman and Marcus Linderman. So congrats to Coanda, uh, and uh, they did a great job. Uh, PJ, you were involved in this. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what your perspective? Or yeah, for us, uh, we went in. Congrats off to those guys at Coanda. Um, cool to be a part of. It was a good season racing those guys. They they push you as hard as they can, and uh, we pushed it. We pushed real hard despite our ups and downs this season. But our red team still came in third or not yeah third in points after losing our primary one of our primary drivers this season with isaac so it was a contentious season but still we had three cars in the top six core of course second in points hats off to those guys too uh those are some of the best endurance teams in the business and to go up be able to go up against them has been a really cool opportunity uh kind of the reverse of the masters of endurance season it was the same top three just in a different order so you know, if you got to win one of these six or 24-hour races, those are the teams you're going to have to fight for it. So hats off to them. It's been a, it was a wild race. Uh, core, those guys, you know, I mean, they were 1-2-3 in the Sim Expo, and then they were 1-2-3 uh, over there. Yeah, that was a pretty amazing feat to be, uh, to get that kind of finish on the world stage over there in Germany. So that was 
cool, and we knew they were the favorites here, and they picked up the win, Coanda, with uh, their usual crazy tire strategies, and they got us at the end for second. So, congrats to them, and they, they didn't even <laughs> close. He, he ran a heck of a race. I mean, you see a guy like that, when he, he is on, and he was on on Saturday, it's it's tough to beat him, and uh, some of those passes he made, I mean, hats off to those guys. That, that, that was a crazy race to watch, and still glad to uh, finish what we did. Cool. Well, congrats to you on your second over there. Brad, what's next? Uh, let's see here. For the World Cup, they had uh, the opening cer- ceremonies were uh, last Saturday. And with the, the parade at Spa, New York Club got the best in show paint scheme. Uh, encourage everybody to get out there and support your club. Now, how come New York always wins these things? Uh, we, the rest of us need to get organized. I saw a picture of it, and yeah, they look pretty cool. Being from New I York Club, understand. I am not impressed. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how they got the, the best in show. Maybe they had the most most support. Well, a lot of them actually were just kind of more of a planer scheme running their country's colors or club colors because most of them are more of a country-based and the New York car had, you know, the New York City skyline on it. But I guess maybe that's what won it. I don't know. All right, next up. We covered this event a few times in the past few weeks and um, this past Saturday they ran the Cody Creamer take a bite out of cancer 300 in uh, support of Cody Creamer a fellow iRacer that developed a form of cancer of the mouth and um, ran it and David Thompson Jr. ended up picking up the win in the event and secured the cash prize Um, a note from the event organizer Chris Grandel says, in a crazy finish, David Thompson Jr. beat the wrecking field of the checkered flag thanks to a generous donation from Steel Horse Racing TV and Domino's TYJ Racing, as well as other sponsors and all participants. They raised over $1,000 for Cody. So congratulations to those that ran in the race, and um, good job for supporting the cause. Brad? Uh, next, 24 Hours of Le Mans. Let's go Saturday. Uh, looking forward of it, to it and uh, kind of dreading it also, but uh, we'll be there. Yeah, I ran some practice laps uh, yesterday. Uh, I think I was 20 seconds off pace. Jeez, how? <laughs> I don't know, but obviously I need some more practice. I, I just bought the track, so uh, I'm still learning it. Jose was uh, out there with me trying to get some laps uh, going on. So I didn't know uh, iRacing supported on foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I am an oval guy, but uh, yeah, we're you know, um, Carlos, you still need to get the schedule together. I understand, I but. Uh, I, I think we got enough people to run it, so... Oh, we got plenty. I think Scotty's going to join us. He sent me a message today. Awesome. Good job. So we got tons of drivers. All right, well, that's going to wrap up topics for tonight, so why don't we get into final thoughts, and we'll let Brad start that off. Uh, let's hope good luck follows us to Martinsville, because you need a little bit of that. All right, Lance. Uh, please just remember the uh, Extra Life event is coming up on uh, November 5th. And uh, if you want, you can go to extra-life.com or .org and uh, do a search for my name, Lance Gentles, and uh, that will take you to my donation page. We're going to be uh, raising some money uh, for the Children's Miracle Networks Hospital. Um, my local hospital is Sanford um, in uh, Sanford Children's Hospital in Fargo, North Dakota. So um, if you can spare even a few bucks, every little dollar helps. Those kids uh, really need your help. All right. And anybody that wants a link to that, they can always find that on our Typhosi Racing Facebook page. Uh, Mike. 
Well, as everyone noticed, uh, Kyle is the host today instead of myself, and uh, there's a reason for that. I'm switching jobs, actually, and uh, coming up here in a week or two, I'm not going to be available, uh, at least for a couple months uh, when we record the podcast. But the podcast has always been a team effort for Team Tafosi. Uh, it's never been just about me. It's about everybody uh, involved, and we have quite a team here with a lot of depth. And so I feel good that this podcast is going to continue on uh, as strong as ever uh, under Kyle's leadership. And uh, Carlos is going to start handling distribution uh, as well. And um, and Lance is going to back everybody up. So we got a plan in place. And I thank uh, all my teammates for uh, jumping in and 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 continuing on with this podcast we got quite a listener base we get a lot of great feedback and i know a lot of people uh, can't wait to hear us every week so uh thank you to kyle and everybody involved as far as uh talladega uh man i never thought you know a second place would feel good like it did when i got jose that win uh, helped him get that win this week uh you know that it and i never thought you know team uh Talladega as a team event, but it really became that uh, as you have to really work together to win these things. It's, it's If you're out there by yourself and you don't have teammates, it's hard to win these uh, Talladega races. So I was just completely happy with that second place, uh, just as much as if I won it. So uh, that was my surprise of the week, and uh, I'm very pleased with it, even though I didn't get the win. So on to Martinsville. All right. Hopefully a good uh, team effort there as well, maybe. How about you, Dave? Well, uh, just touching back on uh, that race Mike was just alluding to, that was actually where I got my best finish of the week in open. And just to give uh, everybody an idea of how close that was, my teammates, uh, Jose, finished first and Mike finished second. I was back there pushing those two, and I ended up finishing in sixth place. So that's how tight it was coming down to the start-finish line. We just didn't break away and, and take it by no means. But uh, I'm looking forward to Martinsville. I've always loved racing there. I I like going there better than I do Bristol. And uh, hope to uh, extend or keep my points lead getting out of there and uh, ready for the season to be over so I can have some off time. Right on. How about you, PJ? Any final thoughts? Yeah, looking forward to this weekend I racing with both Martinsville and Le Mans. It's going to be a wild one this weekend at IS at Martinsville. I mean, those races, if you can save your tires, be there at the end, uh, you get a shot at it. But remember, <laughs> I think we've all been seriously mad after a Martinsville race at some point in our sim racing career. So uh, looking forward to that. And Le Mans is going to be a, a challenge too just to make it 24 hours there uh that so looking forward to it all this week in iRacing all right awesome and how about you ray yeah i won't be running the lamont race but i'll be tuning in see what it's all about i think it's you know it's pretty cool of course and and uh as far as what i'm looking forward to uh pro series man that's gonna be it's gonna be wild all right uh carlos what? Any final thoughts? <laughs> no, I don't got none. Just a. F- oh, I don't know. We are going to Martinsville. Hate that place. Terrible there. And I'm probably going to get LGJ'd. People who wouldn't recognize those initials know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. And uh, I guess I'm last up. I, I just actually noticed I didn't talk about my NIS week at all, but it really wasn't anything worth mentioning. Um,. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to David Thompson and Timothy Mullins and Steve Bonestill for running with me this week and, and teaming up in these Talladega races. I don't have teammates down quite in my lower splits, but um, they stepped up and asked and we got into private channel and I had a lot of fun. I ended up pushing um, uh, Tim Mullins to a win this week and finished second at Talladega, but looking forward to Martinsville. I ran good there in the spring, so I think what PJ was just saying, the key to this whole week, including Le Mans, is going to be saving the car and saving tires, so we'll see what happens.
And uh, as always, if you have any ideas that you want covered on the podcast, go ahead and reach out to us um, on our Facebook page, Twitter at Typosi Racing. And uh, we're still recruiting. So if you're interested in joining the team, get a hold of one of us and we'll uh, get you an interview. But it's not always easy. So until next time, take care. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track. Yeah.